Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, I'm Whitney Owens. If you haven't heard about me, I am the person behind the Wise Practice Podcast, which is part of the Sightcraft Network of Podcasts. I am so proud to be a part of this network, along with Aaron and Nathan, and the good work that they are doing to help people on their journey. If you haven't discovered the Wise Practice Podcast, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore how to grow a faith-based practice that brings you the income you need and the lifestyle you want. So be sure to check out the podcast and other helpful information at WhitneyOwens.com. There you will learn more about the Wise Practice community, how to become a member, as well as information on the 2023 Wise Practice Summit, where Aaron and Nathan, along with ShrinkThink, are sponsors. I was kind of bringing that up because I wasn't sure if in your practices, if you would say that's similar as far as guys showing up and checking the box. I've seen that. Yeah. Of a guy who shows up either to couples therapy or individual and feels kind of like, I did it. I did it. I made her happy. I, I'm, I'm okay now. As opposed to some kind of sense of there's something that needs to happen, quote unquote, between us here. And I think you're right. I think there is a tendency, whether it's biological or social, to go, um, these are the things that that we value, you know, um, that the relationship itself will yield something for me as opposed to the tool that I get will help me do something better. You know what I mean? It's still Um, in that doing versus mm -hmm. like the being in relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do also think that more men need to show that it's okay to be emotional, Mm -hmm. to reach out for help. Because unfortunately, you know, we're seeing on the news a lot about men following through with suicide, right? Mm. So I think that's a piece that we men really do struggle with. And we need to be a little bit more open and honest about that. And that's ultimate self-care, right? But many of us have grown up to be told, don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, be a man. hmm that is the whole area where it's like it becomes extremely toxic, right? Or you are crying and they say, I'll give you something to cry about. Exactly. Because exactly. whatever you're doing is not. Yeah, right. whatever the emotion, exactly. Whatever the emotion that you're eliciting, that that is unacceptable with us. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that emotion, I think a lot of guys are just like, I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. You're crying and then you're like, uh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I just keep doing sorry. this. Sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a re education. And I guess reawakening with men in general to be okay with, look, feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feel it. Just feel all the feels, man. Just let it go. I don't even know how to respond to you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just do it. You know, I'm just right here. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem why that message hasn't really caught on, I mean, it's out there for sure, is that it's started by women and other guys that 
that the men who probably need to do that don't trust at all. Mm-hmm. Like that are like, okay, you guys are weak. So yeah, I'm sure you need mm-hmm. to cry. Um, I'm mm-hmm. good. So all you little therapist dudes out there are saying, make sure you feel your emotions, little buddy. Like, dude, I'm not your buddy. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a beard. I don't need to do that. (laughs) A beard. (laughs) Yeah, I think about that, too, of how do you help somebody? And maybe I'm thinking about people listening or even other therapists. How do you help somebody go from this place that you're talking about of not even being able to acknowledge that it would actually feel good to be able to feel more, to be able to be understood or... Um, to express more in some way. I think a lot of guys especially would go, well, why do I need to do that? Um, and how do you help somebody go from that place of, of I'm okay. In fact, what I need to do is, for example, I'm thinking about anger management classes where it's like the, the idea is you're going to suppress better. You're going to suppress your mm-hmm. anger. Oh, more. Yeah. You're going to keep a tighter lid on the rice cooker, you know, or the pressure cooker, whatever it is. You know, um, you're going to keep like it rice. tight. You know, you're you're going to keep a tighter Since you're in an Asian house. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay to say rice. I'm going to be sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's your rice. laughs> but, it's, but like that, that I'm being good, quote unquote. I'm being good if I contain it more and I need to like white knuckle it. And if, and if I can't do that, I'm being weak. As opposed to, I think what we could probably understand if there's a strength to be able right. to move into it and let ourselves flow. But how do you even, like something that I kind of like starting with is even going, even before it's okay to feel your feelings is it's not okay to feel your feelings and be able to acknowledge that. Like it hasn't been okay for you. And there's a good reason why it, when you have done it in the past, it doesn't feel good. You get told, like kind of like we're saying, like you get told all kinds of things, but start starting not with you ought to feel your feelings more, but it makes sense why you don't. Sure. You know, and simply being able to hold that without putting pressure to feel more, because I don't think we get closer to our feelings when we, you know, try in that way. You know, like, <laughs> right. like okay, I'm just going to make it, I'm going to conjure it, you know, yes, I'm going to make myself out. get, yeah, I'm going to make myself feel sad instead of like, look at how hard you're trying to not make yourself feel sad, yeah. you know, like to not right, feel right. anxious. Wow you're buckling down so hard. And, and I think maybe there's like a moment to kind of just like, just acknowledge and feel some kind of um, awareness about how much str- strength has been required to try to be quote unquote good that way. Mm-hmm. That's there, really good. There's also that sense where, yes, we want to feel all the feelings, right? Mm-hmm. We want to get the vulnerability. We want to cry. We want to do all those things, but there's also that balance of, all right, there is, you don't have to be overly sensitive about everything. Mm. Feel the feels, but there's a balance, right? Mm. There's a sense with men where, all right, I'm going to feel the emotions, but I'm just going to keep going. Mm. I'm just going to go here. I think in this day and age, at least for me, what I'm witnessing is the level of tolerance, right? That a lot of men these days, that the level of tolerance are getting lower and lower and a little bit more, they, they can't tolerate pain more. I grew up with my father who is, was very strong in doing his thing. He washed dishes. He was a janitor. He just went to that generate. That was a generation. He got up because he got his family even way before that he has work ethics and he went through some things, but he just had to do his thing right to provide in this day and age it's a little bit different Mm. you know there's a sense of 
<sighs> there's, I, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. So, the first feeling, and I want to explain this of my reaction when you say that. The first feeling that I have is like, oh, because it's easy to hear what you say as, as um, shut up and keep going, which isn't what you're saying. But I wonder if those things are actually the same of like this ability to not be scared of what we're feeling is the strength that we need to be able to push hard Mm -hmm. at something, you know, like, for example, to know it's going to be hard for me right now. This is difficult and I'm scared and to be able to somehow let that feeling have its place as opposed to avoiding the behavior. I'm thinking about, for example, let's say you have to have like a conversation with your partner about something difficult and you go, um, I'm just going to keep pushing through. I'm not going to whatever. I'm going to keep going. And then you go, um, I can feel sad or I can feel anxious, whatever. And I can move into that and I can do something hard because I know that it's going to be okay. Right. Of like your dad of thinking I can do these dishes and it's going to suck. And this is hard for me. I wish I could be doing something else. But it's going to be okay. The self-soothing voice that can be like, you know, I think the self-soothing voice kind of comes when we can be congruent with our emotions and kind of go into something difficult, knowing that's, I think about, to make an antidote, I think about backpacking where like, I, there's been times where I just feel like I can't take one step more. My knee hurts. I just feel like collapsing, you know, and there's a part of me that just goes, um, it's going to be okay. But I think that part that we get to, that helps us keep pushing only comes in a healthy way when we can actually feel it, you know, as opposed to going, I'm just going to buckle down and white knuckle this thing. But I don't know if that speaks to what you mean. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. I think one thing to make sure that the listeners knows that Connor is actually 85, which is why. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a long gray beard. (laughs) I think he's the youngest in this group. (laughs) But I, yeah, you're, when you say like, it's going to be okay. I also, I think, um, men need to hear and we get confused on this that maybe it is not going to be okay mm-hmm. but I right. am okay mm-hmm. I can be okay I yeah. will be okay and it's that like confidence and grounding in who I am what I'm doing to take care of myself and that is my own like leadership you know you're yeah. talking about we carry things and we care for things mm-hmm. and for people. Yeah. And so in that sense, we're, um, we're sort of functioning as leaders of sorts, um, not just like being the first to go before, but we're mm-hmm. carrying some of that strength. And so if I can be okay, mm-hmm. even though this stuff is happening, even though you're not okay or things are not okay right yeah. now, that's like I'm calm in the midst of a storm. Right. And there's something kind of alongside that too, that you know, Ernesto, as you were talking about this earlier, you were describing how ultimately in my mind, I was thinking ultimately men either don't care about anything. They sort of shut off, disconnect, like whatever, you know, to not feel feelings or they feel all of them. And it's like, I care about all of the mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. And, then, and by that token, you don't really care about anything because you're just so sensitive. Yeah. And it's so in my mind, I'm thinking it's really caring about the right things mm-hmm. and then letting go of the other things that it's like, okay, I don't have to care about this. That can just be what it is. And maybe it's not how I would prefer it to be, or it gives me some anxiety or, you know, it makes me feel a little bit like Mm -hmm. a failure, but it doesn't have to mean that because if I'm caring about the right things and and especially the right people, then I'm successful as a man. I can't Mm -hmm. make everything good in my life, Mm -hmm. but if I'm selective about the few things that are important to me and caring about those, I'm that's when I'm really a success. Mm -hmm. 
I like what you said of like, I'm okay in the storm. And um, for me, when I think about like example, that backpacking example, the thing that really helps me feel okay is like, I literally picture my own dad or my grandfather being there with me. And that's a different kind of strength. Without that, I think we do get really um, intolerant or uh, we can't push ourselves very far because it's this other kind of weakness. Even the white knuckling is some kind of weakness inside as opposed to this relational strength of, of I can picture these other times that I can get through something hard because I'm with someone. Hey, one of the things too that as you were talking, I think um, there is actually kind of a problem with vocabulary when you just think of just just guys just don't know these words. That's right. And I actually have a sheet of a, a lot of words in alphabetical order. Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not that many. And then it's the source. It's only in the source. No, no, it's just some motion words. <laughs> but I deserve that, and I'll take that. <laughs> so, but what I hate when I'll when I'll I'll give it to a dude, I'll be like, "How do you feel about it?" Whatever, and it's like a couple's scenario, and they will know. When they, they'll use the right words, Connor's gone. <laughs> Connor's gone. <laughs> he's he's totally gone. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he's got to go take so his you give it to them. What happens? Well, when it, what ends up happening is what are you feeling on this feelings wheel or this list? Yeah, yeah. They they will know. They will identify the word, and it's actually it'll like it'll um, validate. I think is the word I want to use. Um, my own intuition. I'll be thinking, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that makes sense. And if their wife or whatever is there. They will, the, that lady will typically be shocked at that point. So, and I think that's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. So we need, we need the vocabulary to be able to express. We do need the vocabulary (laughs) and probably a pause. (laughs) Okay. Well, you guys don't know right now, literally Connor got up to go to the bathroom. He's still laughing over there. And we just hear these like laughs coming from the side. It's one of those things where we try to stop yourself from laughing. You you just, you got the giggles. And I can't, and when when that happens to me, I I can't be around it because if I hear you laughing, I'm going to start laughing. And I'm just, it's over. What's the feeling there, Connor? What do you you feel? I think it's pretty Parent. <laughs> you seem a little out of control. Would you yeah. like a self-aggrandize at the bar? It's one of those did. situations where it wasn't funny at the moment, but it started gradually becoming funnier and funnier. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it was funny right away. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I have a question for everybody at the table because I always like to bring things to a practical point, right? I don't know who's listening to this, but you might be thinking um, this is prompting a lot of different thoughts. What are some things that we do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to take care of ourselves uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually? Like, what do you actually do that's helpful to keep you functioning as your best self? I, I pray. Um, I pray. In the morning, I, I'll read scripture. If I don't, what I find is if I don't do that, actually either one or at night or in the morning, um, the day is not as good. Um, and I, and I'm not, I'm not great at it. I don't do it every day. Um, and, and, but I do notice a significant difference when I do that. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess that would probably be the main thing. I also try to, to not do these work weekends all the time. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. To, to, to basically try to schedule it to where, um, like on Friday, I'm not doing much. 
and then Saturday and Sunday are pretty free. Mm-hmm. It's funny. One of the things that happened years ago, I was here <laughs> for this Vegas shooting <laughs> thing. He's thinking about it. We're, we're almost back. <laughs> and we're again. Okay. <laughs> he's just reliving the moment. Um, but I, I was here years <laughs> ago. Reading this podcast. No, it's not. But um, no, it's partially making it more awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, during the after the Vegas shooting, they called a bunch of people like, hey, for therapists to come down and help and that kind of thing. And I felt so connected to that because I was around at the time. So I thought, I'm going to go back down there. And Aaron goes, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to do therapy all week. And then you're going to leave on Friday and you're going to go down and do this intense. Oh, my God. Down there. And then you're going to do that all the weekend. Then you're coming back on Sunday. Then you're going to go back to therapy on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. So I didn't go. But that was kind of a, that was a flashpoint for me to realize like, whoa, I would have just got caught up in that and kept going. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have realized kind of how hard that was on me until I don't know how I would have recovered actually. And then that's the thing right there is right. That we're talking about is like, we'll do stuff like because you have compassion You've got a skill that you can bring. You want to help people. You want to be whatever you want to do. You want to do what you want to do because it's good for the the community or whatever. But you don't necessarily realize the cost to yourself. You're not thinking about that when we're doing these things. But there is a cost to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, being in community, being in connection with other guys is like, hey, this is what I see going on. I mean, you can still go if you want to choose. But are you aware that this is what's going to happen? You know, it took another guy to see that and to say that to you for you to be like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't realize how much that was impacting me. But how cool that he did, you know, that he held that for you. That's true that he said that you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you sometimes I feel like we don't need to just be the one who's always, you know, how good to be connected in that way with the guy. We can see that for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. He didn't have to bring out the dictionary. (laughs) 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 So Nathan, you pray and try to balance your schedule. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think out of that alone time, I just, when you said that, I was thinking of that's key for me. I think maybe, maybe some guys don't realize how important time alone is to be with yourself, with your own thoughts. I've got a friend, Brian, who like, uh, he was feeling some stressful stuff. And as I was talking to him about it, I was like, have you been doing your like morning, you know, meditation kind of a thing? And he's like, no, it's been a while since I've been, since I've done that. I probably need to get back into it. And I was like, yeah, I can probably see a connection between some of this unrest or unraveling and not having this kind of time to center yourself or to collect your thoughts or to pray or what you need to do for yourself. Right. Cause I think we'll put other people ahead of ourselves a lot of times. The thing that I'm doing when I'm doing the prayer, as you were talking about that with that alone time, is I'm being honest with myself mm-hmm. as I stand before my creator, so to speak. And I, I think that there does need to be that time for us where we can just look ourselves in the mirror, just be honest mm-hmm. with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the spiritual part of it too. Cause I think, <clears throat> you know, w- when you're connected to, to God or, you know, your, your higher power, th- there's an automatic connection to yourself, which mm-hmm. is your emotional self as well too. Not just who you are or your body, but there's the emotional piece. Um, and I know for me every day, I mean, every day and uh, throughout the day, there are times when I just have to pause and just give thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys went to, I took you guys to that hiking trail that I go to right around the corner from my house. 
I'm making that a daily thing for me to just walk mm. and just be clear and just be with me with God. Um, and I find myself doing a lot of prayers and I notice that I've been able to identify my emotions a little bit more. I've mm. been able to connect and go, okay, what is this feeling? Mm. Why am I thinking this way? Is my thoughts connected to this type of emotion? So I've been able to be a bit more clear. So there's that piece, right? Of mm. Not only the solitude and understanding my spiritual relationship with God, I think also, which I am trying to learn, I suck at asking for help. <laughs> if you're not my therapist, you will not get that. I mean, I see a therapist um, for years now, same therapist, but he can only go so much, right? And I think building my community and learning to go, hey, let me send you a text. And even sending a text of, are you available to talk? Mm-hmm. That signal for someone else to go, well, okay, okay. Ernesto never says that. Mm-hmm. Ernesto never asked for that. So on their end, it's like, that's going to be a Batman side of, he's, he's <laughs> somewhere yeah. he doesn't want to be. Right. Yeah, that, that's why I was, I was saying to Uriah earlier, because uh, he was saying some of the same things. You know, it's hard to reach out for help sort of out of the blue. Um, I think for me, you know, what do I do to take care of myself? Sometimes, some, sometimes in that quiet space, I'm also thinking about the people in my life that matter to me. I'm kind of reflecting on things. I'm thinking about who I've been in a relationship with. Um, what do people have going on in their lives? And usually it's something like, oh, I'll be thinking about Uriah. I'm like, oh, I wonder how he's doing, right? I haven't heard from him in a while. And sometimes in those thoughts, something is going on with Uriah, right? It's like that spiritual piece of the... Mm -hmm. And so, exactly. And so then I'll just reach out. And before anything is happening, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, how have you been lately? I haven't heard from you. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe connect something really simple of like, you know... Uh, have you heard anything? Have you found a therapist um, to connect with yet or whatever? Something really simple that's like bridging that gap mm-hmm. so that it's not just this like, hey, mm-hmm. can I talk to you? Or, hey, does anybody have some time and space for me? You stay connected over time. Exactly. That, mm-hmm. that communication is ongoing so that you're not picking up, you know, a dead phone. But that's it. really good that you mentioned that, that if you have that instinct or someone comes up in your mind, go with it. You know, you mm-hmm. never know that, oh, that person may be needing that. Because there's mm-hmm. times when someone just randomly send, sends me a text and go, hey, mm-hmm. not sure what's happening, but just to let you know that I prayed for you or mm-hmm. whatever. Thinking about you. Huge emotional lift. Yeah. Right? It feels amazing to know that somebody was thinking about you mm-hmm. and then it was like, hey, just wanted to reach out, you mm-hmm. know, thinking about you. And I'm like, wow. I yeah. Matter. And to think about, too, as therapists specifically, of thinking about how much we can end up seeing that as almost like a zero-sum game of, like, I'm going to ask you for help, and you're going to give me help. And so I'm, like, in your debt in some way, as opposed to this kind of connection that it can feel good to express. And then to be the one who could be like, oh, he, like, chose to call me is, I think, something that's, I don't know, important, like, that there's some kind of mutuality there. Something else that, Ernesto, just to kind of reflect this back to you, something I recognize is you're here is like there were a couple of times when you mentioned how when when someone else is there with you you just like lit up you know like you're like you know at the blackjack table it's just to have you guys around me I was just like so expressive and so full mm-hmm. and I think about that of like how much does your connection to other people or extroversion 
alive, enliven a part of you, you know, and maybe that's true for all of us in some way, but um, something I noticed is your, yeah. yeah. I'm really, really connected to the energies of people. You know, I, I, my body senses it and it changes. And when I know that it's just, <laughs> you guys sitting next to each other at the blackjack table, blackjack table was great. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the excitement and nervousness. At the same time. Yeah. Like, Please split those aces. Do all, not, all do not hit. Um, for, for myself, I think about, um, I think about what I do during the week. I, I, I bike ride. So I take, I road bike. I, I'll take, you know, a couple hours on Wednesdays and I'm dogmatic about it. I'll be like, there's nothing in the world that's going to get in between, you know, riding my bike, you know, and me and riding my bike, you know, so I'll go up Andros National Forest. And for me, it's like this little bit of like chosen suffering that I get to go, I get to stretch my body in some way. I enjoy doing that with another person, tuning into each other as we're climbing. Um, but also it's just this wonderful imaginative space of just being able to go and let my mind wander, imagine what I want my week to look like or, or who I want to be or how I want something to go, as opposed to just feeling like I'm just in a trench somewhere and I've just got to like keep pushing. Um, so that that's really important to me, something I, I hang on to. I feel like that was something you said the other, well, yesterday, maybe, <clears throat> Connor, as you you and I were talking about it. You were saying like, oh, how do I get some things done? You know, uh, how do I work on a project? I'll, I'll start it, put some thoughts mm. or some ideas out there and then I'll like go and I'll go move my right. body. I'll cycle. And I'm just thinking the same thing for myself mm. where it's all, you know, work out. I'll go play basketball, I'll do something where I'm like exerting myself physically, which feels really good. Um, but at the same time, my mind can sort of wander in and out of whatever that thing is, which is right. like usually really helpful helpful or productive, whether it's like something with business or work or it's friendships or something that's going on personally or emotionally. It seems like there's just something about that physicality mm-hmm. um, for guys. That's like, I get some yeah. of that, that energy out while at the same time, I've yeah. got space to pat, what'd you call it? Passive, a passive processing. Yeah. Passive yeah. process. I can process something in yeah. the background. It's like, yeah, your mind naturally does that whenever you're not automatically or whenever you're not attending to an actual task. Your mind doesn't shut off. It passively works through all the problem solving for you. And so to kind of shut off and to go on a walk or a bike ride is super great for that. You put it all in your mind and then you let it kind of steam. But it seems like you have to kind of be conscious to allow that to happen because I think other guys will just sort Mm -hmm. of move on to something else. I'll fill my brain with a podcast or Mm -hmm. with some information or other Mm -hmm. inputs. I think we repress it. I think it is a natural impulse. We feel ourselves kind of wanting to pull back from the computer desk and just like, and then we go, oh, I shouldn't really do that. So we go on Facebook instead, or we look at email again, instead of going, I need to like listen to this impulse and right. just like pull away. But something else along those lines that in terms of self-care during the week that I feel like I'm trying to learn it, getting better at is even thinking about when we, when we exercise or do something visceral, I think it's like a way of kind of letting out a sigh in some way. And so I've been trying to do that a little bit more consciously of just saying what I'm feeling out loud, even to my wife or you know, just to say out loud to myself, like, oh, I'm stressed, you know, just to say that feels like a good step for me of just being able to kind of tag it and move through it rather than holding on to the stress. And just one more, it's a kind of a nitpicky thing to, um, for me, but, but it's powerful and, um, it's been helpful to me as, uh, I will Mm -hmm. say I feel stressed Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times I am, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cause it really does. Sometimes it does feel Mm. like it's all over me, all around me and I can't escape it. And that's the thing that feels so like, I need to shut this off. I need to get away from it, turn away from it. But when I say I feel stressed, 
I, I remind myself in that statement that it's just a feeling. Yeah. It's, it's just temporary. State. It's temporary. It'll go. Okay. Yeah. I can handle it's a this. wave. It's mm-hmm. a wave. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more manageable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, <clears throat> probably it's time to close up shop. Um, but before we do that, I think what we need to do is everybody should give out their social media connections and anything that they want to. Yeah, well, let's go around and do that. And also, I would like to add on to that. Uh, you guys can be thinking about this. Just one quick, um, not not doesn't have to be super deep or very long, but one thing you want men to know or men to think about just f- like from you, that's sort of representative of you as a guy that's important to you or that you work with or tell other guys so I don't know if it's kind of a big question, you know, to come up with on the spot what is here. masculinity? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys handle that with like, I don't know, like a slow pitch softball. Yeah, nice. One last thing, be profound, and then we're going to check it out. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> Always carry a pocket knife. No kidding. <laughs> you know, because I'm at this state of my life at the moment where um, I'm really deep into my emotions. Uh, for if, if you're listening, especially for men, if you are struggling with depression, if you're struggling with something, reach out. I, I mean, I'm, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm kind of talking to myself too, right? So it, it's okay to feel like things are just out of control. Mm-hmm. Just stay in that moment. But never, never try to do it in silence and alone, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. no matter how, no matter if you can, you as a man can take down a bear, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your emotions are way bigger than a freaking dragon. Mm-hmm. So don't even try to uh, uh, take that down. Um, that's alone. bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And then where, where can people find you on sure, social media? Sure. Um, you can just find me on Facebook. That's where I engage with anyone who... Uh, wants to engage with me um i show pictures of my dogs my travel my homes and all the fun things that i and i don't know and <laughs> everyone's well, looking at me well, like what is your handle we'll put it in the show notes yeah, yeah well yeah let's just do that <laughs> what i want men to know um yeah that your strength comes from the more the more you share with other guys that other women too you know like the more you share the stronger you are and this, you know, the more that you have available to you, uh, white knuckling isn't, isn't a way to kind of help ourselves feel strong in our lives. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I think that, that I get it too, of why that's so hard. Um, uh, in terms of where you can find me here, counseling is our, is our counseling center in LA. We have our Instagram stuff up and everything, but, um, then also Connor, the therapist is my own kind of, um, you know, uh, coaching, uh, marketing account. So here as in H E R E here, not there, not <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> just here, here, <laughs> be here now <laughs> here counseling. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would probably echo some of the things that the two of you are saying of like, if I was giving advice to myself, you know, and, and other men, like just don't do it alone, invest in friendships that are supportive. Um, because we just can't like, we can't, you know, that's, that's the wrong side of masculinity that you like, you Mm -hmm. should just be able to handle everything in your life. That's hard. Don't talk about it. Don't feel it. And, 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 you know, do it like a champ. Yeah. So I'm intentionally investing in my friendships with you guys too, um, in a way that supports me growing spiritually, 
emotionally and psychologically. So that's, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Productivetherapist.com at productive therapist. I want to share my personal socials. <laughs> don't, don't come find me. <laughs> well, with all that, we really thank you guys for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 